All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the South Shore Yankee Podcast. You are listening to the voices of Nick Cheremonti and... Richie Pagnata. What is up, everybody? I know, we haven't heard from you in a while. How is it going with you? Man, I am busy as hell. I hate it. <laughs> but no, nah, man, I'm good, I'm good. You know, just between work and the gym and free time and more work it's just really really hard to find you know the 20 minutes to be able to do this at least you know to fit in with your schedule and everything yeah i got people have you been i i've been i've been good i've been very good yeah what's going on with you anything new how's your new job uh it's good i like it it's better than working at the ups store so Amen. <laughs> yes, I work at the War Department in Garden City, for those that don't know. So come down and say hello if you're not weird. Uh, but we got some baseball to talk about. First of all, we, you've missed my lives the past couple of weeks. I mean, nobody's yeah. nobody's been joining me, so it's just been me talking. <laughs> but uh, hopefully that will change and people actually start listening to the podcast and start you know, checking us out on Instagram. Because I hate being alone on on those lives, so come join me. Yeah, let me know when you do them. I know you usually do, but it's just like you know. I mean, I got trial going. I've literally my entire month of May, I have at least one trial a week. Work is going to be a nightmare, and you know, to everybody out there, family law and matrimonial is draining. It is so interesting and you know if you like gossip and you like people and like crazy stories i guess get into the field every case i have every client i have is crazier than the next and well i shouldn't say they're crazy it's like their situation is crazy and you just feel for people man and people out there are awful but we got like custody trials we have um Money trials, who's got to pay who what. Divorces are messy. Everybody out there, stay married. Fix your marriage and communicate. So much of this is all from communication and money that people just don't have or use properly. And once you learn to, you know, share the wealth and communicate, I can go back to having free time. I can go back to hanging out with Nick and watching games with him. Please make my life easier. Yes, yes, make our life easier. Yeah. Also, Stan's doing really good. Also, yeah, it's Thursday night, guys. What, no, it's Wednesday night. It's, it's Wednesday, Wednesday night. night. It's Wednesday night. What are you talking about? Yeah, my mind is on the NFL draft this week. I wish it was Thursday. But, um, yeah, it's Wednesday night. Uh, We're watching. I know I am. Are you watching the game right now? Yeah, I have it on two screens right now. I have it on my TV and I have it on my computer. But uh, my computer is kind of behind. So I don't know which one to watch. Watch the live version. Um. Yeah, Yankees are doing really good. Um, it's always fun to play Baltimore because, you know, we get out of our funks for it. I mean, I'm looking at Stan right now. He's two for three. Um, you were telling me I missed – I was at the gym, and then I was driving all around Seaford trying to find something to eat for dinner. Um, so what did I miss with Gio? What did he do? G- uh, oh, no. Herman had a, a no-hitter going into the fifth. Uh-huh. And then there was a ball that was kind of hit down the line where Gio was able to snag it. And he did like a jump throw in foul territory and just bounced the first base and just missed the runner. So 
Uh, he, the no hitter was a uh, no no anymore. Uh, but uh, but uh, he did save a double, so that was that was cool. Yeah. Good, 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 good. It looks like you know after an awful start to the season, like we're starting to wake up. I mean, back to back, just Gary up, not Gary, Giancarlo and Glaber, two for three and two for three. I mean, Stan's now two for four, and Glaber is now two for four. Point being, they're starting to hit the ball more than once, which is good. But yeah, you know, awful start to the season. Sorry I couldn't be here to talk with you about that. Um, Not going to lie, I was getting nervous as much as I told you I wasn't. Um... Happy to see that they're finally finding their swings and making contact and just putting good wood on the ball. You know, the thing that's the thing about baseball. Like, you know certain players are going to hit whatever their average is. Like, you look at Gio, you know he's going to hit about 270, 280. Same thing with Judge. You know Stan, um, Sanchez is going to hit like 225. You know Hicks is going to hit 230. And then, you know, look at DJ. DJ hit like, what, he hit like 350 last year? What did he yeah, hit he last did, year? He, he like did very well last year. Of course he did He did, did something well last crazy year. last year. He's the machine. He... What's that? He's the machine. Of course he's going to do well. Yeah. He's a, he's a 300 hitter, and he's hitting... Um, Last I checked, he was like hitting like 270, 260 maybe. But... Uh, so far, he's hitting 262 this year. Yeah. The point is, that I'm trying to get to, is, you know, everything's going to regress back to the mean. Meaning that, you know, DJ, who's hitting 260 right now, He's going to go on a hot streak, and he's going to get back to hitting 300 and well over 300. Um, Glaber, who's hitting like 250 right now, 240, he'll get back up there another 30, 40 points. It's just, we got to be patient, everybody. It's awful right now. It's rough to watch. We're so used to winning, and especially watching this team. I mean, for four years, five years now, we've watched Sanchez, Stanton, Judge, uh, Glaber, DJ. We've seen them. We know what they can do. So this is just painful. But, you know what? You start out slow, and then come the summer, they're going to rip off a 10-game winning streak. Then they're going to lose two games and go back and win another eight. Um, They're all going to bring their average up. They're all going to hit 55,000 home runs. You just got to be patient. You just got to be patient. Yeah, I mean, like, things haven't started off very poorly. Uh, Speaking of patience, I think the Yankees... Most of the Yankee fans, and including me, have all started to lose our patience with uh, Gary Sanchez. Yeah, so we're going to move on to the Gary Sanchez because there's a couple things about that. Uh, Sanchez, unofficially, but pretty officially, has lost his starting catcher position. And nobody really has come out and confirmed uh, that that's the official statement but it's it's pretty straightforward i mean boone did come out and say higashioka is going to get more playing time um he's earned it and we've all kind of took that as sanchez lost the starting catching position and it's pretty obvious that he did i mean he nothing has changed and it doesn't seem like anything ever will change and that's just my that's just how i view things and what I want to probably talk about, because I really have been thinking about it today, and last year when Stan, oh, uh, not Stan, I'm sorry, he also sucks. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. He's starting to hit a little bit more. Best hitter right now. <laughs> yeah, he has the best average. But uh, 
No, he doesn't suck. But Sanchez. Uh, why did I lose my train of thought? I'm sorry. Sanchez has been not good. Last year and the year before that, he he played well for us for 16-17. Ever since then, he's nosedived. And it doesn't seem like he's going to get any better. Personally, I think he needs to change the scenery. I think the Yankees need to accept the fact that the Gary Sanchez experiment is not going to go anywhere, and they need to let him go. And there's going to be either two scenarios. They can either try dealing him at the uh, all-star break, at the trade deadline, or at the end of the season, just say, okay, sorry, but we're letting you walk. Like We're not giving you a contract. Like You're not getting any better. You're not proving anything to us. You're not what we thought you were going to be, so sorry, but we're going to move on and try something different. But at the same time, you could do that, wait till the end of the season, just make him the backup catcher, you know, take your losses there. Or you could try and deal him at the trade deadline, but who the hell is going to want to take Gary Sanchez and give up a decent amount or give up a, a good package to get back to the Yankees? So what's your what's your idea? I don't. Th- I think the best thing to do is probably wait till the off season, um, unless you're able to get him, you know, back on track and maybe go on a tear and bring his average. No, that's not happening. What? I think they try. I think they've tried way too much in the in the off season the past couple of years. And they even said they said this year we really worked with him. We got all these people to work with him, but where has that been? No, he had he had a good first two games this year, and then after that, he's back to where he is again. He well, can't no, hit shit, and he I'm... can't block behind the plate. No, see, this is what I'm saying. First of all, his um his defense behind the plate has improved greatly. You know, everybody wants him to be Posada. They want him to be Pudge Rodriguez. They want him to be Yadier Molina. But, it's not going to happen. Went, That's not who he no, is. No, he but went, he went from he a went, oh, he went from a really bad defensive catcher to an average defensive catcher yeah. now. He went from last in the league to 15th in the league in a matter of a year or two. And that's huge improvement. They brought in the, um, not the pitching coach, but they brought in like a catcher coach, something like that. And he helped, he's helped Gary very much frame the ball and how he defends behind the plate. And he's improved greatly. You still will not find anybody behind home plate with a better arm than him. But what I'm saying is the only way you trade him at the trade deadline is if he goes on a tear and brings his average up from like 202, 220 to like 270. He's, you know, hitting singles, getting a couple doubles, and, you know, he's, you know, sprinkling in homers. Then you trade him and you get whatever possible pack, whatever you can get for him. But that being said, the only way. You then trade him at that time with the trade deadline, is if you're getting an improvement. Like, well, if you're getting lot, a- uh, someone made a good point today that I saw. I was reading an article, and the Yankees could, if if they somehow can, either release Sanchez or trade him at the deadline. Right? Okay. They don't necessarily have to get another catcher because they still have Robert Torinos, Robinson Torinos, who's at the alternate site, so they can save the money. Either take a loss with Sanchez or get like mediocre pitching or some prospects that they think might be well, and then just use Robinson Chirinos to the end of the year and then worry about it then. Well, here's the thing if I mean, listen, it's not if we know it's not going to happen, we know he's not going to go and hit 280, like my whole dream scenario for him. We know that's not going to happen. But even if that does happen or he does go on some sort of a tear where he's hitting 
260. Do you want to trade him at that point? Yes. Probably not, though. I think you, so. I, I, I if, think he's, if he's hitting you 260 and he's getting, you know, singles here and there and a couple big home runs, you don't want to trade him. Not if he's hitting 260. If, if, if at the deadline he's hitting 260 with 16 home runs, you're not trading him. You'll trade him at the end of the season. Well, because you're not going to. Okay, if, okay, if so you trade if, him, if you if trade he gets... him when he's here, you're going to have a big downgraded catcher. Higgy's good. He's solid. He's efficient, but he would be a drop off from Sanchez. And no, whatever... I th- I, honestly, I I disagree with that. I think I think Higgy is such a no, better catcher. You're not catcher, listening man. to me. You're not listening. I'm saying this is all a hypothetical. I'm saying if. Say the if only way, the only way you're trading Sanchez at the deadline is if you can get some kind of a value for him. The thing we know about the Yankees is the only thing they're trading to improve this season in during the season is minor league players to improve the pitching rotation or add a new first baseman or third baseman or even you know make a midseason trade for Trevor Story. The only way Sanchez gets moved during the season is if it's for a blockbuster for a guy like Story, and I don't think that Colorado will take him, or, you know, the Yankees are out of contention. It's the only way you trade him, because all you're going to get back for him is a mid-tier to a low-tier prospect. If you want to maximize the value for him, you wait till the offseason. Regardless of what he does this season, the best thing you could do is wait till the offseason, because that way you can then trade him you can get um, you can get a Brad Hand. You can get um, a couple minor league prospects. You can get another reliever here or there. And you also have the whole free agent market where you can go and hand pick your new catcher if you don't if you don't trust Higashioka. If you're not thrilled about Chirinos, if you're not looking forward to waiting two years to bring up Austin Wells, you go and get your own catcher. Hold on, I'm gonna see if there's any possible good free agent catchers. Um, that'll be on the market this year. Well, like you said, if somehow he becomes better by the all-star break, ride it out with him to the end of the season and then just take a hike with him, move on and stop wasting the fan and stop wasting the Yankees time. I mean, right now with Higashioka behind the plate, he's better defensively. He's hitting right now. And our pitching with him behind the plate has been so much better. Corey Kluber looked so good the other day. Uh, Domingo Herman looked so good today. With, with with Cole on the mound and Higashioka behind the plate, Cole looks better with Higashioka than Sanchez. It just, it just, you just look at the facts and you say that Higashioka behind the plate is helping our pitching so much more. But at the same time, if he doesn't improve by the All Star break. I'm telling you right right now, do not be surprised if you hear that the Yankees are shopping Gary Sanchez around. Because there was that rumor, there was that uh, story that came out the other day that the Yankees and Angels had that quick that quick flirtation off the offseason about Aaron Judge. Oh, that's not even worth talking about. That's so. Stupid. No, I know it's no, it's not worth talking about because it's it's probably the Angels probably called the Yankees. The Yankees said, "Well, who are you going to give up?" They probably said the stupidest thing and said, "Peace, see you later," and hung up on them. Of course. Or probably don't even want want to talk about it because they're probably gonna say we're not trading Aaron Judge. But all I'm saying is, if something like that where Aaron Judge could be talked about in a trade, do not be surprised if by the All Star break, if he does not improve somehow, 
that the Yankees start chopping him around just to see what they can get for him. Because if they can get a decent deal for him, I guarantee you they'll take it. And if Chirinos is healthy by then, because he's still kind of hurt, if he's healthy by then... Here's the problem with trading Sanchez in season. You have to find a team that thinks that they're one piece away to compete in the World Series. Is that one piece a guy who hits 220? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it could be a contending team. It may be like, like you said before, the Rockies will be like, oh, well, screw that. We don't want Gary Sanchez. They are in a rebuild stage right now. Maybe they feel, hey, with this guy leaving New York, the New York media coming to Colorado, maybe he could be good for us. Let's give him a chance. And then, listen, listen, I get the thought behind it, but the only way I see Sanchez getting moved at the deadline is if it's for a blockbuster deal for a guy like Trevor Story, because no matter who else they get, unless they've completely relegated him to the bench, they're not going to get an improvement. If Higashioka comes in and he's hitting right now like 290 and he's putting up clutch numbers and he's looking really good, trade him, trade Sanchez, that is, and you'll get a couple minor league prospects. You know, the thing with Sanchez is his ceiling is so high they just have to, you know, unleash it again. And whoever trades for him is going to know that, but they're not going to give up a top-tier player, which is why I think it's most likely that if the Yankees don't get Trevor Story at the deadline, they make a move in the offseason for a guy like him or whoever, and they attach him to that kind of a deal. And speaking of that, like, I, I, I'm all, listen, I love Sanchez. I am a homer for him. I think I still call him the Sanchez. I love him. Just to give you an idea of what the free agent market for catchers is this coming um, offseason, um, it's Buster Posey, who's 35, Yadier Molina, who's 39, Travis Darno, 33, Jan Gomez, 34, Christian Vasquez, Tucker Barn, uh, Barnhart, Mike Zanino, all 31, Stephen Vogt, 37, Roberto Perez, 33, Wilson Ramos, 34, etc., etc. Austin Romine, good to see his name, 33. But the point that I'm getting at is there's nobody that is like standout that you're going to be willing to give money to. I don't think the Yan- I don't think the Yankees are going to sign a big deal with the catcher. I think if probably not. If if Higashioka plays as well as he does as he is now all year long and say in the playoffs, I bet you if the Yankees tell Sanchez peace and they let him walk, Higashioka is our starting catcher. Maybe they'll I don't know. Maybe they'll uh sign for instance someone like Chirinos for like a year or two, and then when they feel if Austin Wells is ready, they're gonna bring him up. I don't think we've never been a big catcher like signing team. I mean, yeah, we had Bosada, but after Bosada, who do we have after that? We had McCann, we had uh Chevelli, we had uh oh why can't why can't I think of his name? Oh, we had Austin Romine, we had uh that guy Murphy. We had a bunch of different people. Ever since Posada, besides Gary Sanchez's name, who has really stuck out as, oh, the Yankees have one of the best catchers in the league? No one. We've never been a big catcher team, really, besides Posada. I guess before him was like Girardi. But since then, who we've just kind of had like throw in there, kind of plug in pl- people behind the plate. Mm-hmm. So for them to come to the offseason and look at a 30-plus-year-old catcher, they're not going to do that shit. They're going to either have Higashioka start, and then when the time's ready, they'll bring Wells in. 
yeah. and that's it. And I'm okay with that. I would I would be very okay with Higashioka start being the starting catcher every single day, except for rest days, and have Sanchez be his backup, because that's how I think it should be. A catcher always determines how the pitcher, the pitching the game is going to turn out, and I we are seeing that lately. He calls the shots. He helps the pitcher, you know, and I think it's time Higashioka gets the the uh, spotlight he deserves. He's been in the organization since 2008. It's his turn to shine, and I'm happy with that. And I, I've never been a fan of, of of Sanchez. I really have not because after his first year, he's really proved nothing to me. I've never seen him hit above. 250 since his first year and i and i'm probably getting the stats wrong but like seriously like what else has he really done for us has he helped us win a world series no has he hustled down the line no does he besides you know getting a little better this year has he been good defensively no i mean yeah he throws he throws bullets down the first and second base i'll give him that but you know he just never proved really anything to me and then last uh postseason when uh, when Boone benched him, he cried wolf and was like, "Well, I don't understand why I got benched. That's because you you've been playing like garbage, dude. You've been playing like a high school baseball player." And I'm not saying high school baseball players suck. I'm just saying like you're not uh, playing like a major league professional catcher. That's why you're getting benched. And I think the Yankees said, "All right, well, let's experiment one more year with him," and this is the year. And I think we're finally seeing the results right now with them saying, "You know what?" Pull the plug on him. He's sitting. And start Higashioka. Because we're tired of this shit. And I'm I'm happy that finally the organization is is starting to see the uh the flaws in this in this experiment. I mean it's it's not an experiment. Like an experiment is like a one season thing. You keep calling it that. It's this was because that's what I think it is. It's it's not. This is a five year plan. Like He's been the catch for four or five years. It's, it's not an experiment. An experiment is a one-month thing. Putting him at first base would be an experiment. But oh, they gotta be terrible. Um, but no, listen. I mean, I think this is probably his last season with the Yankees. Um, I think he's gonna make it to the off season. But I he, think we're he, gonna see. Fewer he most more. likely will make it to the off season, whether he plays better or not. He'll probably end up becoming the secondary catcher. But at the trade deadline, if the Yankees get a decent package offer, I don't, I don't see why they would say, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll pass on that. If Torino's is healthy, just let him ride out to the end of the year and then figure out the the backup catcher situation. Then, if you want to bring uh, Austin Romine back in the off season, then you could do that. But if if Colorado turned around and said, look, if you give us Sanchez, X, Y, and Z above that, we'll give you Trevor Story. The Yankees might just say screw it and take it, you know. Even though Story's contract is up at the end of the uh, the end of the year, I don't think the Yankees would look at him as just like a borrow shortstop. He's one of the top four shortstop in the league right now. They would just they would yeah, either extend him or the or they would trading for Story right now or even signing him next offseason. It's going to be his contract. You're already paying Cole and Stanton. You're going to probably probably pay Judge. You're probably going to pay Torres. Like where where does it stop? Like where do they run out of money? You know they have put into their head that they have this 
you know, hard number that they're not going to pass with a salary cap of sorts, um, with the luxury tax. So there's, there's only so much money they can give out. You know, I would love to see Story at shortstop put um, put Torres back at second, use DJ at first, trade Voight and Sanchez to maybe Colorado where they could both go nuts and hit 40 home runs a year. Yo, throw Hicks in there too because he is just horrible. You right know, now. I was a big, big Hicks fan. I love. So him. was I, but like, I don't know what happened to him, dude. He literally they had to shift on for him because he was batting lefty, and he still managed to fly out on the third base side. Of course he did. I, 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 I don't get it. Him, him, and Frazier have just been playing, just been batting really bad, and I don't understand. I mean, like, listen, I mean, Hicks Frazier's is... like four for his last fifty. Like, yeah, it's really no. bad. I mean, Hicks is a career to two thirty hitter, or whatever. He's not an average hitter, you know. I think they had a lot of hopes that he would be similar to Curtis Granderson, hit low average but hit bombs, and he just hasn't done that. He is one of the better defensive um, outfielders in the entire league, which is what they gave him all that money for. So for that much, you know, I don't hate the deal. The fact that we have him in the game just because he's such a good fielder. Frazier, you know, I love him, and I want so much good to come for him. But it's just, God, another fastball down the middle he doesn't swing at. Um, This is his problem this year. He's scared. He's, like, the whole team is, like, Judge says it every game, and now DJ's saying it too. We're just pressing too much. We're just pressing. Because the damn New York media, the damn New York fans are in their heads. You know, there's not a lot of th- there's not many fans there, but, you know, they're hearing boos. They're hearing heckles. They're getting screamed at from fans. And they're all over the newspaper. They're all over Twitter. They're all over Facebook saying how bad they are. And they, they're they human. They read it. They see it. So they're like, I'm going to come out here. I'm going to hit a home run. A game like today where you're up 6 nothing, yeah, sure. Go and try to hit some hit for power. But a game where it's 0-1 and you're losing, like, just make contact, dude. Put the ball... In the field. Out of... There we go. That's a good hit. Let's go. Come on. Get, out, right, well, get out. Get out. Get out. My get TV's out. delayed. Is it a home run? My TV's delayed. What uh, is it? Let's what was it? Go, baby. Wait, was it a home run? My yeah. TV's delayed. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Frazier, baby. Even though we just said a couple minutes ago he sucks. But uh, no, this, I'll take it. You know, and I was watching the game from the gym, and I said to myself, I'm like, Frazier just needs that first home run of the season, and he's going to turn it around. Same for Torres because he hasn't hit a first home run yet either. But look, including this home run, Frazier has been eight for his last almost 60 at-bats. That's pretty bad. Yeah, that's just going to what I'm saying, that they're pressing too hard and that they're not getting the chance to get up to the plate and relax and get into a groove. Playing Cleveland, playing Baltimore right now is literally exactly what we needed to ask for. You know, we're getting the time, we're getting the we're getting the pitches we want to see, we're getting better vision, we're making contact, and I think, you know, after this road trip, I don't remember who they play after the Orioles, but... Um, uh, Detroit, I saw it the other day, I think it's Detroit, Washington, and then, uh, I'm gonna look up right now, because I know the next one's Detroit, but I want to see what was after that. Yeah, and you know, that's another good one, we play Detroit, Detroit's trash, so I think that this... Road series is going to do wonders for them. It's uh, um, they playing Houston. It's Detroit then Houston. Yes, and I'm I'm watching every single game of the Houston one. Oh yeah, of course. Because guess who is also 
doing poorly, and that is Houston. Mm-hmm. They are. They have a better record than us. They're twelve and eleven. <laughs> yeah, but they are in third place, and if we win today, we'll also be, uh, we'll still be in fourth place. But uh, we're getting there. We're getting better. Oh, look! It's your star guy. He's over three. Good job, Hagashioka. But Yo, no. can I say one thing though, really quick, and then I want to talk about uh the Topman trade. Oh yeah, yeah. Yo, people are raving that the Mets are in first place, but can I just tell you this division right here? Let's see it. The Mets. All right, let me start with the bottom. Washington Nationals, eight and twelve. All right, whatever. Marlins, eleven and thirteen. Braves, eleven and twelve. Philadelphia, second place, eleven and twelve. Dude, the Mets are five hundred. They're nine and nine. Why are people raving over this? Like, <laughs> even if the Yankees were in first place and like, oh, Yankees are first place. Yeah, you're 500, though. Like, that's not impressive. You know what's impressive is the West Division right now between the battle between uh, between the Padres, the Giants, and the and the Dodgers. The, the Giants are on fire, and nobody's talking about it. The Giants are not on fire. Yes, they are. They're in second place. They've won. What's the Giants record? 15-9. Uh, and nine. How many games? The Dodgers. They are fifteen and nine, and they blew seven leads. Yeah, they only half a game. Yeah, I'm sure they'll they'll sink in. All this will will fan out because everything's way too close right now. But uh, really quick, speaking about the Giants, the Yankees trade Mike Totman to the Giants the other day. Wandy Peralta, and I have to say I'm not too happy with what they did because I was looking at this guy's numbers and he is not very good, and I don't understand why we did this. And I get it, he's a lefty pitcher, we need a lefty pitcher, but you could have went to any other team and thought about a better trade. Yeah, it's a dumb trade, you know. And there's a there's a player that still hasn't been named yet, so I'm assuming he's just a random. No, they like, named prospect. him yesterday. I forgot who it was. Oh, um, was I'm gonna look it up. He's a minor league dude. Nothing special. Oh yeah. But here's the only you know thought process that I can think of behind bringing in this Peralta kid. That um, we keep saying he still has options left to the minors, so they can do whatever the hell they want with him. Like bring him up, drop him down, use him only when they need him. And with how the Yankees pitching is going this year, they need as much relief help as they can get. You know, the only person making it consistently out of the fifth inning is Cole. Thank God for Herman going seven innings today. I think Kluber went – what did Kluber do yesterday? Six innings or did he do seven? Uh, he did he, – he was taken out of like five points. He was like in the sixth inning. He got taken out. But he still fits very well. So Yeah. Hold on. I'm looking at it right now. But, um, I can't find the person that they named, so it doesn't really matter. Maybe but but point point that I'm trying to get to is they need relief help. Unfortunately, like you know, listen, their relievers are killing it, and if it wasn't for them, we'd probably be winless, honestly. But you know, we're doing the best we can, and our bullpen is getting taxed. Kluber went six and two thirds yesterday, so literally those are the. Th- There's a good week for our relievers to give give them a break, but you know, Lewisica has been fire and. Honestly, uh, Lewis- has been on, dude. He's been great. At this point, you got to make him the fifth starter. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, Herman's. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I think I'm, I'm comfortable with him as a reliever. I think if we push him too much as a starter, we might see some some fluking. I would say give him like a little while to see if like he's really consistent, and then think about the whole starting thing. Because 
I have a feeling we're going to throw him in as a starter, and then he's just going to tank and and not be good at starting. I mean, Mar- let's face it, Mariano Vera was a starter. He did not do very well, and they moved him as a closer. Listen, so. still the same with Jabba Chamberlain. They have such a um, a bad track record recently with you know doing that. But um, I don't know. We'll see what they do, but it it. it if you're going to use him as a guy to give your bullpen a break, then I'm okay with the trade. We have excess outfielders. I just would have preferred to like use him in a trade with the Rockies. That he, He's a good player to talk about. You know, the Giants are getting a starting outfielder. He's going to hit well for them. He's going to run the bases well. He's going to be a, he's a fun guy. He's also reunited with Tyro Estrada. Whoa. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, good for the good for him. You know, he gets to go play and compete daily. He wasn't being used. I just, I don't know. We'll see whatever this Peralta kid can do. Hopefully, he's good. Yeah, but uh, I don't think so. But that is uh, look. I think the Yankees are in a good position to win tonight. We have Michael King on the mound. It's the eighth inning. Uh, when you hear this, <laughs> yeah, we're up seven nothing. When you hear this uh, episode tomorrow, I'm sure the Yankees will. Uh, be getting ready for their next game, which I think should be the fourth game in this series. And then we move on to uh, Detroit, which is at home, I believe. But uh, yeah, so Sanchez on the hot seat. Who knows? Trade deadline. The Yankees get a, pack, get a good package. Maybe they'll let him go. Or they just wait till the offseason then. But, you know, will things turn around? I don't think so. Could they? Yes. You know, that's the beauty of baseball is things can always turn around. But we'll see what happens with Sanchez. And uh, we're sad Toffman's gone, even though we got some random mediocre pitcher, which I don't know what Cashman was thinking. We should, Like you said, we should have just waited. And uh, anything else you would like to talk about about the Yankees? Or do you think that pretty much wraps up uh, today or tonight? Because it's 930 at night. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a wrap, man. I mean... Good, good last week and a half, two weeks of baseball. Yes, I'm happy where we're where we where we're at. We're starting to hit again, and it's making me happy. Yeah, in our last where are we? One, two, three. I don't know. Since we started playing Cleveland, we're what three? Dude, four, five. We're it's five it's two. it's Mike Ford's mustache. I'm telling you oh, right now, it's up. it's the power of the stash, and I want every Yankee to have a mustache. I hope it happens because it's going to be so bad looking and I'm going to love it. Well, you should, you know, practice what you preach and you should grow out a mustache to, you know, support your Yankees. Yeah, my girlfriend won't let me, so that's that's off the table. Guess I know who wears the pants in that relationship. Ouch. Yeah, probably, but, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Yeah, everyone needs a mustache. I'm telling you, it's the power of the stash. He's not going to shave it because we're going to get hot and win the World Series. And everybody's going to be having mustaches. That's it. I am done with you. Actually, you know, uh, John Boy, did you see uh, the replay of Boone getting thrown out of the game? Yeah, I, I saw it with no sound. I have to listen to did, John Boy dude, break down. Did you see, like, Boone, like, spaz and his hands were, like, all weird when yeah, he said, like, yeah. F you? Dude. First of all, John Boy made a shirt, and it's so funny. But 
he was saying that could be like their new thing this year. Like you know how like a couple years ago they had like thumbs the thumbs down. down. Yeah, that, it's not they had easy. they had Gardner's bath. Like watch everyone's gonna go on base now and do like the weird hand gesture thing. If they do that, that would be fun because I really enjoyed um thumbs down guy. He was fun. Oh, we were so electric that year. That was a fun year. It's bullshit. I thought I, we bro, we should have went all the way, but the Astros are dicks. So. Can't wait to play them at Yankee Stadium. I really hope they get nailed with pitches. But well, we're classy. We're, we're, we're trashy classy, so I don't think that'll happen. You know, it just sucks because I would love to watch Garrett Cole do it, but obviously he's not going to be the one to do it. No, nah, if, if anything, it's either going to be like, it's going to be Monty or Herman who's going to do it. It's got to be Herman. Everybody would, he needs to get everybody to love him again. It's got to be Herman. Yep. Or it's going to be like, like a little ago or, or if like, it's got to be green. someone who was, like, relevant then. Nobody yeah. on the starting staff, pitching staff, was relevant back then. Maybe Chapman. Chapman would be, like, the only good Oh, Chapman? Just have him drill Bro, they're going to... Well, Tuve's, I think, on an injured list right now. <sighs> but they're, they're going to have... When Chapman's pitching, they're going to have two people in the bullpen because they, they know he's going to be throwing at them. 100 miles an hour to the head. That's what he's going to do. Oh, yeah, but... Will it be worth the suspension? Yeah. I think so. For the game or two, I think so. No, if he does that, he's going to get suspended eight games. Good. Then have eight games of blowouts where you're winning 10 nothing. You don't need a closer. Exactly. So, but anyway, uh, we'll see you guys all next week. Maybe we'll try and get a live going this week, maybe. Yeah, we're going to start doing uh, more. Yeah, we do. So uh, tell your friends about us. Tell your family about us. You can listen to us on Spotify. And if you search us in Google, you will find us on different uh, podcast insights as well redirect to you but follow us on twitter and instagram and on spotify so you can hear us and be updated by us all right i think that's a wrap guys we will see you next week see you <laughs>